0: Welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer at uh, Rogers Place, eight floor in Ice District, and the Edmonton Oilers have just opened up practice, coming off of a 5-2 victory last night against the Seattle Kraken. The Oilers now seven and one on the season. Tom Cochran and Red Rider opening today's show. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. by or next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. It is Hall of Fame week here on Oilers Now with the Kevin Lowe Jersey Retirement Night taking place uh, here in Edmonton Friday night when the Oilers take on the Rangers. They take on Nashville tomorrow night. Obviously, we'll have both games here for you on 6 Jed, the play-by-play voice, not just of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, but also the Edmonton Elks. So Paul Coffey will join us just after 12.15, 12, 12.16. 12, it is a Tuesday. That means Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector for the horses and Horse Racing, Alberta. The 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. A reminder... The live standard bread racing returns to Century Mile Race Act December 4th. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Again, it is uh, the orders playing well, and we may have a guest later in the show. Uh, the team has a uh, meeting today at one o'clock after practice today, but we'll endeavor to get uh, one of the guys who scored in last night's game on today's show as well. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Starting December first, the slot machines at the River Cree will be open twenty four seven. More chances to play, more chances of winning, nonstop. Um, Excitement on the biggest gaming floor in Western Canada. Plus, enjoy daily dining specials at more than their 10 great restaurants and bars. For more information, reach out to rivercareeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. Top story? Oilers, 7-1. You know what? This, the, the team's better. We know they've got a good team, and a sign of being a good team is finding ways to win games when you're not on the top of your game. That's what Edmonton did last night. Top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year if that's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Into the orders now. Audio Vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized all in one trip. The Oilers knock off the Kraken 5 2. Here's Cam Moon with the call.
2: It's the first of three straight here at home as the Oilers host for the first time ever in the regular season the Seattle Kraken. The puck goes back to the right wing point. Here's Barry. He'll get it down low. Scores! Barry let it go. He put it all. Dryside'll skate and in. And the Oilers are up one you Now You can direct a shot off your skate. This will be an interesting one for me. And up the left side comes Schwartz. In over the Oiler line as he cut to the middle trying to split the D. A backhand scores. Jaden Schwartz splits the Oilers' defense and gets a backhand underneath Koskinen. To Nugent Hopkins. In over the Seattle line. Cross ice to Hyman in front of the net. Sky!
3: Hard-working team, and um, they played last night. So uh, we got to match their intensity and their work ethic. And um, if we do that,
2: you know we're fresher, and we should be able to wear them down. Triseidal, he'll go towards the net. Rolled off his stick. Here's Keith Scott. It in. Bastion. He'll pass to the middle. Susie'll shoot. Scores. Carson Susie steps up on the play and he rips it by Koskinen. The other lead cut to 3-2. Short front of the net. Scores. Kyle Turris taps it home. Now Drysaddle has it in over the line to Yamamoto. He'll go to the.
0: Pretty nice play there. Leon Drysettle just Yamamoto with the anticipatory steal in the neutral ice area, give and go, and Drysettle serves it up right on a
3: platter for him. The goal, honestly, it was just a really good pass by Dratton, um, you know, kind of got a partial break win and, um, you know, found the five hole.
0: So Edmonton wins despite not having their best uh, effort, and that's just a sign of the increased depth, the ongoing maturation of their top end players. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett's thoughts on the game.
3: I thought dry Saddle's line was really good. I thought Keith and CeCe were good. And I thought Miko was good. We won. We were opportunistic. We capitalized on some chances. And we... Uh, Found a way to get two points.
0: Dave Tippett added some additional thoughts on the messaging that took place with Kyler Yamamoto during his scoring struggles.
3: The messages keep going. He's doing some things that are you know, like in the game. He always works. He's competitive. But he's you know at some point, you got to start finding some results. So it's good to see him get on the board. I think hopefully that will loosen up his, the grip in his stick a little bit feel like he gets going when you got when you got circles in all those columns in the, in the scoring chances or in the scoring department that weighs on your mind especially as you get going into the season so so he's uh, he got that person behind him hopefully he relaxes and, and continues to play well but can start capitalizing on some more opportunities
0: uh, Leon Dreisedel meanwhile uh, helped set up the goal and he had these thoughts and Yamamotos snapping his slump. He's
3: a big part of our group, you know, and it's um, it's tough to see teammates go through slumps like that, if if, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, we've all been there; it's it's tough. Um, he works so hard, uh, you know, each and every day, and. Um, you know lately he's been playing better and better and, and he's been getting a few looks and they're not going in and, and it's very easy to get frustrated right but um, he's been he's been sticking with it so this is this is awesome for him it's great to see and um, hopefully this this opens the floodgates a little bit for him.
0: And Connor Yamamoto added some additional thoughts on snapping his scoring slump that saw him score only one goal in 36 games over the regular season playoffs.
3: time you start the season without a goal in the first seven seasons you start to worry a little bit um yeah were really good though um they were telling me it's coming and you know finally it came um the goal honestly was just a really good pass by Dratt and um you know kind of got a partial breakaway and um you know found the
0: five-hole and duncan keith last night scored his first uh goal as an evidence and had uh, these thoughts on having mcdavid and dry assist it.
2: yeah it was nice uh a couple good players there with the assist so You know, it was pretty special. Um, But just, you know, to get the win, for for sure. Obviously, uh, I don't think it was our our best game overall, but, you know, good teams find a way to win, and and we did that tonight. And, you know, just uh, proud and, and, uh, you know, grateful to to be a part of this organization. They've been welcoming since day one. This guy was the first guy to give me a call a text, and, uh, you know, it's... uh, you know, you always remember things like that, and uh, it just shows the leadership that, that they got in this room here, and uh, it's uh, just glad to be a part of it.
0: Bottom line, the Oilers found a way to win a game where they weren't at their best, which is a sign that they've got increased depth, and uh, so it is that, uh, you know, they're sitting at 7-1. and They get Nashville tomorrow. Nashville's in Calgary tonight, then the big game with the Rangers on Friday on Kevin Lowe, Jersey retirement night, and uh, we are going to talk a bit about that when we return in Oilers Now. We'll hook up with Paul Coffee
2: All week long on Oilers Now, we're honoring the career of legendary Oiler Kevin Lowe. Hall of Fame week on Oilers
0: Radio. 630 Chad everybody bob Stopper. at rogers place where the seven and one oilers tying the mark for their second best record uh well this is actually uh, the best record uh, the team's had through eight games over the years uh they got a ways to go to to match kind of the, the the five stanley cup championships in seven years friday night we're going to honor kevin lowell uh who uh in many well we're going to ask our next guest because he's going to know better than anybody he's uh one of the greatest defensemen in the history of the National Hockey League. He played a total of seven seasons in Edmonton, had 669 points in 532 games, 1,531 points overall, the second-highest scoring defenseman in NHL history, the electrifying and very charismatic Paul Coffey joins us right now in Oeders Now.
1: Paul, it's Bob Stauffer. How you doing? Bobby, I'm doing great. Don't be using words I can't spell. Well, I don't know what that is.
0: Well, uh, my wife says that Paul Coffey always had charisma, Bob, something that you lacked. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh, hey, about, hey boys how about, how about the, let's let's chat a little bit about the current day boys right now what well, well, so exciting to watch
0: and you've got a you've got a personal connection uh to Connor McDavid from his uh time in the GTHL. um so you know give us your uh put your analyst hat on Paul what are you seeing right now with the hockey team
1: well I, I, I always say it, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're playing baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey, the pro sports. If your if your best player is your hardest worker, shame on everybody else if they can't follow suit. And we had it in Edmonton with Wayne. Um, and the current day boys are having it right now with Connor. And I mean, it's very contagious. Look at Leon every single night. Um, Nursey stepped in, came up huge. You know, Duncan's, uh, Duncan Keith has solidified the back end, kept it calmer, And but, but getting back to Connor, I mean, I, you know, people always ask me the difference between the lease and the Oilers because I live here in Toronto. I'm always careful, but... The intangible is Connor McDavid. I don't think Connor has any interest in being Connor McDavid. He wants to be Connor McDavid, the champion, the best player in the league, and that's what uh, that's what he's all about. You know, you touched earlier. I had a chance to watch him as a kid playing in Toronto, and he had he had zero interest in having an average night. He wanted to be the best player he could be. Every single night, and uh, again, with the current day team, it's very contagious, and it's, it's real nice to watch.
0: Well, I like to think that I'm a bit of a know-it-all, Paul, and I saw Leon drysettle <laughs> play in uh, junior for Corey Clouston, uh, and I did Corey's games 30 years ago, and I, I remember thinking, okay, drysettle's going to be a 25-goal, 75-point guy, and, and uh, Corey told me, Stoff, he's got, he's got a higher ceiling than that. I just didn't think he'd get to this place. And I think part of it is, frankly, osmosis, as Peter Zosky referenced in that book, Game of Our Lives, talking about how Wayne made everybody else better. And I think we're seeing that with Connor uh, specific, like, Did you see Leon having the type of ceiling and becoming, you know, the second-best offensive player in the world over the last
1: five seasons? No, I'd be like to be like to be real smart and tell you absolutely I did. But no, I mean, none of us – I mean, everybody knew that Leon was going to be a good player, I think, a few years back when – Peter signed him to that uh, the contract he's on now. There was some doubters at the time, but uh, he certainly wasn't. The Oilers aren't. But again, a guy like Leon, you know, they, they, you know, his his background, his father being a coach, playing over in German, They're very, very, very hard-driven, working people, and I don't think Leon is even satisfied with his game to date. And uh, you look at the two of them. There's only one player in the league that scored 200 points. I know it's a big number, but uh, not from lack of effort, they're going to try to get there. That's nice. Wow.
0: That's, uh, That's saying something. Paul Coffey joining us right now. You mentioned you're in Toronto. Just before we get to sort of the Kevin Lowe night and the Oilers alumni reunion that's going to take place here, Paul. Zach Hyman. Uh, I mean, the Oilers won a game last night where they didn't play their best, which is a sign that they are become a better team. They had Hyman and Fogle uh, in the off season, changes the complexion of their forwards, Bouchard's maturation on the back end, but specific to Hyman, you saw him a ton in T.O. This guy's a hell of a player, isn't he?
1: Well, Zach just plays. I mean, he, he never plays great, he never plays poor, he always plays well. He brings the same every single night in. You know, I was privy to go to the other games last year when they played here in Toronto, um, and I remember sitting up top with uh, Ken Holland's son Brad. And he says, uh, "What do you think of Hyman I said, oh, "I like him." I said, "I've been here in Toronto for years, and the guy plays the same thing every night." He says, "We're going to go after him. What do you think?" And I said, "Go. You, you go as you go as hard as you can because he just like again, it's not a it's 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 not a negative. He 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 never plays great." He never plays terrible. He always plays good. I mean, some games are great, but he's never going to be Connor McDavid great. But he's just always good. Plays his position, strong on the boards, goes to the hard areas, makes a beautiful pass across last night when everybody in the ring thought he was going to shoot. So for a so called defensive type player to see that play, he's got a lot more game than than everybody thinks. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have him for sure.
0: Uh, one more before we get to Kevin. Uh Darnell Nurse and Bouchard paired together. Bouchard to me looks a lot like a Larry Murphy S type defenseman.
1: Well that's uh I mean listen, Murph's a Hall of Famer. Murph's a great, great player. Can can Evan uh Bouchard get there? We're hoping so. I mean you get picked tenth overall. Yep. I mean it's, there's something there. Um I, for one, thought he, uh, thought he could have been playing earlier, but uh, that's why I'm not in the big seat. I think that uh, Kenny and and company, uh, the coaches, did a great job. They let him mature. They let him get his ice time. They let him stay hungry. And, uh, I mean, he's only going to get better. Um, I think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg, and I think he's the type of kid uh, that is going to push to be better. All right, Paul- Paul, yeah, yeah, let's get to Kevin Lowe. Uh,
0: what did he mean? I mean, we, we think of Wayne and Mark and you and Yari Curry and Glenn Anderson, you know, lead offensive players, uh, Grant Fuhr. But what when you think of Kevin, when I mention the name Kevin Lowe, what's the first thing you think of what? there, Paul?
1: Well, the first thing is uh lifelong buddy, lifelong friend, and, and great teammate. You know, and then you want to get back to you want to peel, peel the layers back and, and talk of what he meant to your team and meant to your defensive corps. I mean, he could, uh, Kevin, could play it, Kevin could play it any way you wanted. Um, a little bit more competitive than offensively, but uh, could get himself up the ice and get big goals when needed. Uh, and, you know, I look back, um, as I've done the last little while, about, those teams we had and the players we had and but a guy like Kevin it was always it was all, he, he'd be like a Zach Hyman he'd just always be good always be consistent the bigger the game the better he was um his defense partner deserves a lot of credit foley because Fogey's preparation Lee Fogland's preparation was as good as anybody I've ever played with and that be uh, that became contagious for the rest of us on the blue line and uh but Kev was Kev just came to play. I think that I think that the most important thing for him, I don't think they know, was to win. Somewhat like Grant Fear. I mean if you look at Jersey's so called stats, as they call it today's world as goals gets, Jersey didn't care about anything but winning. But it was time to step the door, he did it. And and Kevin was the same way. He didn't care about points, he cared about winning championships and he was a huge, huge part of Of the history of the game, especially those teams at Edmonton.
0: Do you know what I used to love? I used to love how Foglin and Lowe uh, would steer... Uh, forwards across the blue line into the other guy so he could blow him up with a hit. Uh, You you know, you and Charlie Huddy were the more offensive pairing. They got more of the, we didn't use terms like shutdown pairing back in the mid-1980s when you played, but I think you'd agree they probably got the, you know, the tougher offensive lines and you guys took apart the second line that was out on the ice that you guys were facing, but they were a pretty effective tandem together, weren't they, Uh, Lee Foglin and Kevin Lowe? Yeah, and just,
1: just just work boots on, came to play hockey every single day. Uh, Gavin enjoyed the game on and off the ice, which was, made him very special. He kept uh, he kept the team together on all fronts, and, and, and the two of them were just uh, incredible together. And like you said, they didn't, we didn't have top pairings, second pairings, played against offensive lines. I mean, that was the beauty of our team. Everybody played against anybody, but you pretty much knew when something needed to be protected, to be protected he was going to be on the ice.
0: Uh, we look forward to it. You're coming into town this week? Yeah, can't wait. Looking forward to it, Paul. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers now, and uh, hopefully you're only going to get stuck with me once more, maybe Thursday night, okay?
1: I uh, love it. Okay, be good. <laughs> Take care.
0: That is Paul Coffey, Hall of Fame defenseman. The number's... 1,531 points in 1,409 games. Um, The best of his, I mean, hey, he was pretty good in Pittsburgh, too. 440 points in 330 games. Paul Coffey in 532 games in Edmonton went plus 275. I'm going to hazard a guess that he had pretty good Korski and Fensky. if you know what I'm saying. Mark Spector in seven minutes' time after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.